0: You can go from I should start a podcast to actually starting a podcast with Spreaker. Spreaker's tools allow you to record, manage, distribute, and monetize any podcast idea, whether it's about your business or even your cat. And as your podcast grows, Spreaker helps you manage your success and even monetize it. That means all you need to get started is a microphone and a really good idea. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started.
1: That guy! that. Yo, they're Who the fuck is that? The shut up! Don't fucking fight and beat me. Alright, we got the Ribbon. Motherfucker, I am watching. Whatever it takes, no one's gonna
0: know. nothing. Guy comes up off be a fight. Big dude, wanna fight the fight? Yeah, I'll fight the big fight.
1: I'm not being a player. I must be the, the world. One.
0: What's going on, boxing fans? Welcome to another episode of the J&B Ray Boxing Podcast. We are back with more to boxing talk, more boxing ramble. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yes, folks, he's back. B-Ray will give us his thoughts on Canelo Kovalev. We talk rumor report, Julius Azar Chavez versus Danny Jacobs. We recap this past weekend's fights, Tyson Fury's... Life and death situation, maybe, maybe not. We talk Jaime Mungia's whitewashing of an opponent. We kind of saw this coming, but Mir here, myself, thought it was not going to be an easy night for Mungia. We talk Devin Haney's main event spot in the zone Friday night. And to end the night, we will talk about the ongoing beef. Well, as of one hour ago, the, the end of the beef between Ryan Garcia and Golden Boy Promotions. We talk about that and many more other stuff. But again, folks, I'm not doing one that covers boxing here on this show. He's back. He might be a little bit under the weather, but here he is, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you missed him. I missed him. B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray. Hello,
1: everybody. Yes, I am feeling under the fucking weather, but I could not definitely miss this week's episode. Cause we've got some good topics to talk about right now. I mean, especially what you said right now. What happened just an hour ago? <laughs> hey, who,
0: who yeah. would have thought this publicity, this this uh, hype, would have ended this weekend, this yeah, week? Yep. All right, Brian. I know we cover. I covered it here with our last week's guest, Mr. Liu, which I like to thank and shout out to Mr. Liu. He was um, he was able to take your place, um, but we. I know people want to know your thoughts because you're. You know we. You're you're no, you're part of the your name's on the fucking show, so of course you want to hear your thoughts. So, uh, what are your thoughts of last week's announcement? Canelo Alvarez, Sergey Kovalev for the WBO light heavyweight title.
1: Well, first thing I said, the money must have sounded really good for Kovalev to say, okay, why not? Let's do it in November second, even though I just had a fight recently. But here are my thoughts. This is what this is what my opinion. This is what I've been feeling about this fight because a lot of people are saying that this can be very impressive for Canelo. So, you know, move at 175 and fight guy like uh, Sergei Kovalev. This is what I think. I think regardless, it, this is it is intriguing. I know that some people find it all much intriguing. It is intriguing because I am curious of how he's going to look at 175, <clears throat> excuse me, even though he is fighting a guy like Sergey Kovalev who was almost at, he's basically at the end of his career, but still, he's moving at a light-heavyweight at division that Kovalev is great at. But, if he wins, I feel like to me, regardless of how in any way, it wouldn't be too impressive in my eyes. It would be eh, okay, not bad. Fight a guy like Kovalev, he's like what, 37? I could be wrong, I could be exaggerating.
0: 36, 37, there. you're around there, yeah.
1: Right? So for me, it'll be uh, okay, not bad. But if he continues to be in that weight class and he fights another fighter who is. I don't know if I want to say prime, but somebody who's not at the end of his career... Dimitri Bivol? Like, that. there we go. That was the name I remember he kept mentioning, which I keep forgetting. If he fights someone like that, and he fucking beats him, man, oh, man. Impressive. That's really impressive. But for right now, Sergey Kovalev, to me, wins. If he wins, not bad, I go. Not too impressive, but all right, not bad. But it is intriguing I, I, the very, and at the end of the day if you're asking me would i watch it fuck y'all watch it it's pretty it is pretty interesting but i just think that if he does win it'll be not bad not a bad win first time 175
0: okay not bad well well first of all i mean as, as we're speaking there's a press conference happening right now i think today for canelo kovalev so the details haven't come out if this fight is taking place at 175 who knows it might be a catch rate of 170 171 172 there might be a rehydration clause. These are some of the topics that me and Mr. Lou were trying to cover last week. We don't know the details yet. So what you just said, you don't give him credit. How much credit would you give him if you find out that he's fighting Kovalev at a catch weight? How much credit would you give him? Oh How much credit would you give Canelo if he found out there's a rehydration clause of like 10 pounds? Oh,
1: shit. These details now. These details has to come out. These has to come out. If they do come out saying that there is a rehydration clause... And it's a
0: catch weight of he's of ten pounds, not impressive at all. Really? Not impressive at all. Okay. Um talking about Canelo Alvarez and how people are, are saying if he wins this, this should solidify him as one of the greats of all time, that if he wins tonight, if he wins against Kovalev, there should be no question, with the resume he has, he should be the number one pound four pound fighter in the world what what is your take now i didn't ask that to mr lucas that's something i didn't think about it cause not, but after listening um, to various podcasts and various people and listed really reading various comments on instagram and twitter a lot of people are saying look this is a huge step if he wins this should give him this should give him the goat of his generation this should give him a first ballot to the pound for pound list trumping um, trumping uh, lomachenko trumping um, Terrence Brett Crawford, he should be put at the top of the of the whole list because oh, he's that good I, I
1: don't. No. because of resume, because of who
0: right. he's fought and what he's done.
1: <laughs> I, be- I believe he said this. If they're going to go like that, should, should Manny Patrick be number one? Then it doesn't feel right. I, I, don't, I don't agree.
0: You, you, you <laughs> took the words off of my mouth because I, I was about to say it right now. If you didn't say it, I would say if this is based on resume – if, they, right, if this is best on resume, then Manny Pacquiao should still be the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world because <laughs> this man has beat multiple world champions. And like I, and like I spoke last week with Mr. Lou when we were talking about Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao's fought in, what, two, three generations? He fought in the Pacquiao, um, he fought in the Barrera-Morales Mar- era, he fought in the mayweather Cotto era, and now he's fighting in the Errol Spence crawford era. The, and he's knocking these dudes off. So, I mean, if you're Thanks. going by sheer resume, Manny Pacquiao deserves to be number one then, folks. If we're going to go by, well, he's beat the best fighters in the world, blah, 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 all this shit. But um, I agree with you. I would take um, I would take away any type of credibility he gets by fighting Kovalev under those circumstances of weight clause, rehydration clause. And look, Kovalev still has a puncher's chance. And like I spoke to Mr. Liu last week about it on the show... It's an intriguing fight, yes, because Canelo's bread and butter is the body shots. Kovalev doesn't like the body shots. Can Canelo get in the inside and not get hit? Kovalev is still a formidable foe, and you're going to be in the firing range against maybe one of the big punchers in the division right now. Yeah. I just just think that
1: if he convincingly beat it, you know, Gennady can and he convincingly beat Daniel Jacobs, then I would agree, mm-hmm. like, all right, there is an argument that he should be in the in, in top number one powerful, you know, list, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but you saying that, I, I don't see that, I don't see that, and I don't feel that, I don't think that's right, but then again, it's not up to me, again, it's it's a lot of people's opinions, it's just, other people's opinions, this is not, no powerful list, we've had this conversation before, mm-hmm. But right. I think if it pump, if people, are
0: people gonna put him there because of that? Well, all right, then that's just your opinion. Now uh, let me right let me there. let me throw this on. Let me th- let me throw yeah. this because um, um, former the last man to hold a pound for pound <clears throat> a pound for pound, you know, belt, was uh, Andre S O G Ward, and he had some comments yeah. and said, you know, you know, you be Kovalev, it's cool, you know, I'm I'm not gonna use word for word, be kind of throw it out there like, hey, if you be Kovalev, oh, okay, I I be Kovalev when nobody wanted to fight this kid not once but twice and he goes for the right money no anything could happen and they asked him would you fight canelo and (laughs) ward with that million dollar smile said he wouldn't want to fight me (laughs) canelo wouldn't want to fight me brian what are your thoughts and i'm spitballing here i know people are gonna, are gonna roll their eyes when i ask this question because it's like oh we haven't even seen him Like, hey we come from a generation where let's not forget folks you guys were willing to see mayweather fight triple g and you know that he was too small for trip that mayweather was too small for triple g you guys and if, and if and if mayweather were to have fought triple G and beat him you guys would have wanted him to move up to like heavyweight to fight kovala regardless you guys were looking for an opponent fantasy wise now, here's a fantasy matchup, spitballing here. Let's say Canelo gets through Kovalev. Let's say Canelo says, I'm comfortable 175. You just said in your opening statement, you're looking for another credible opponent. You know, something to give him credit That's for. It. Andre Ward, is he a credible opponent? Let's say he beats Kovalev. And, you know, Andre Ward says, you know, throws the gauntlet. Like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Ward hasn't fought in What, it's going to be two years now?
1: Two years, I would say, yeah.
0: Would you two give years since he retired. That, Would you say the same thing about someone like Andre Ward? Has it, you know, he's injury prone. He's hasn't fought in two years, and let's say Canelo oh. calls him out. Oh
1: Jesus! You know, that would be interesting, but I, I think Andre Ward should step back and just enjoy retirement. It's been two years, I believe. I, uh, you know what? As much as he may feel confident, if 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 the fight happened when Andre Ward was in his, uh, when he was active, and he was an active boxer. Oh fuck! I think he we would have won. He would have won that fight. And I, I don't even think that I would have happened because no. I don't think Deloitte would allow that. Now, now, right now, I don't know. That's uh, I. I would suggest don't even do it unless you want a big payday. Because two years, I don't know. Does he really still have it? I
0: don't does think he, he does. I think he just. I think. He, I don't know that maybe that might wake him up a little bit. Maybe that might motivate him to maybe. Be okay. But you just mentioned right now your favorite promoter and Mister News favorite. Interesting. Yeah. You, well, you just mentioned a promoter. Which is your favorite promoter and Mr. Lu's favorite promoter? <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya made a comment four days ago and asked about, you know, the possibility of the most anticipated trilogy of this year, of this, you know, a generation. Um, not generation, but basically right now, the, the most the most talked about trilogy. Him and Tri- uh, Canelo versus Triple G. De La Hoya was quoted as saying, "Triple G will be one of the top one of the opponents next year. He has to be." We've heard this before. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that comment?
1: <laughs> I find it hilarious how he kept saying that. Oh, he needs a belt. Now he's like, oh, he has to be. I don't know if that's him. That's him saying, in a way, like, oh, Triple for sure, he's gonna win that belt. And once he wins that belt, then yeah, he can have Canelo because he has a belt. Sometimes whatever he says is not making fucking sense. I think that's another way of, oh, I should say it too. It doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: He'll just say it just to say it.
1: Just to say it, exactly. Because <laughs> he, he was not saying that. If you asked him that a couple months ago, he was not saying that shit. No,
0: he was not. No, he was not.
1: He, by the way, he looked high when I saw that. Design,
0: so When doesn't he look high, though? <laughs> he he looks like, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I, don't, I won't take it there. <laughs> All right, rumors. It's going to the rumor report. It is being rumored that Julio Cesar Chavez and Danny Jacobs is close to finalizing a deal for December 14th. Julio Cesar Chavez, a former middleweight champion, revealed that he is close to an agreement to face fellow world champion Danny Jacobs on December 14th as part of a card being staged by Matchroom Boxing on the Zone. The only thing known about the card is that it could be a super flightweight in the unification. Let me continue going because I don't want to you know, read the whole thing. And da-da-da... Uh, it says we're pretty close to the deal. The most important details have already been agreed upon. This is, uh I'm assuming, Chavez, right? Yes, it is. Um, more, sh- I'm more positive that they believe that I don't have much left in boxing, but they will be, in a, they will be, they will be for a su- The fuck? They will be for up first. It says well here. They will be. Oh, okay, there you go. They will be in for a surprise. Thank you. I'm sorry. You know what, guys? I'm sorry. I went to public school. They will be in for a surprise in December. A few, months ago, a few months ago, nothing appeared on the radar, and now I'm facing the most important fight of my career, Chavez told ESPN Deportes. The date of December 14 will be packed night of boxing as Top ranked plans to stage an event in Manor Square Garden between WBO welterweight champion Terrence Crawford facing mandatory challenger in Duke. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to pronounce that. And then on the other yeah. card, Teofimo Lopez taking out Richard Comey. Brian, what are your thoughts? I know that we talked about this, but Chavez... The Chavez Jacob December Fourteenth, most likely at a catchweight or a super middleweight division. It's starting to become more true, and I know that you said no one gives a fuck. Okay, it's starting. It's starting to settle. That it might be even true. Uh,
1: you know, I, again, I don't like much of catchweights unless it makes sense. But uh, I mean, Danny Jacobs did say he wanted to move the one sixty eight,
0: right?
1: Mm-hmm. I believe that's the weight class that Chavez usually now fights. Apparently. It was 175.
0: Or, um, that's the thing.
1: He's been going up and down. So
0: Whatever he can make in eight Whatever weeks. Whatever he can make. <laughs> it's Chavez weight. Whatever he can make in eight weeks.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> well, if it's above, I believe, 160. Because I, I can tell Danny Daniel Jacobs like, you know what? Yeah, 160. I'm done with it. Time to move up. If it's, you know, around 168. When I read that, I go, that's not bad for a first fight for Daniel Jacobs. To move up and wait and fight a guy like you know Chavez Jr.
0: No, not not a bad,
1: not a bad one. So I would say I will watch that.
0: Would you? You were you, you were? I would. No... <clears throat> Sorry, you weren't open to I it would. last time. You were like, eh, I don't want to. Do it.
1: I would watch that. I would. Not not expecting him much from him, but I would watch that.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: He's fun to watch. Like Paulie said, the guy's fun to watch. He's no a elite fighter.
0: He's fun to watch, but he's no elite fighter. Is that what you said right now? Yeah,
1: kind of, yeah. that's
0: what he said, yeah. Okay. He's it's, fun to watch, but he's not an elite fighter. Okay. I'm sorry, because I'm looking for an audio clip right now for for the next topic. Um, Chavez Jacobs. It, you know what? It is an intriguing fight. I think. It is, actually. Um, not bad. Chavez looked a little. I mean, call me a fool. Call me a. Oh, he
1: looked like shit the last time we saw him.
0: No, but his last fight, even though it was against a nobody, he looked good, and and, and maybe, and like I said, maybe I'm being fooled, maybe I'm being bamboozled here into thinking, oh my God, this is the best thing ever, and he's back, he's holding, he's taking his shit seriously this time. Uh, I I don't know. I'm a bit at the same time, but hold on, but at the same time, Danny Jacobs did not really look good against Chavez. And he needs a good fight. I mean, all that. Danger because
1: he didn't look good against. I don't think
0: he looked good uh, against Chavez. I mean, Canelo, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. He didn't look good against um, against Canelo. And I think he needs this type of win. He needs this. Um. He needs a, a good win. And, and, and Chavez, like you said, Chavez is a notable name. He's fun, and he's fun to watch, but he's a name. And I know people are rolling the, I know people are rolling the rides, Oh, you got a name. Uh, his last name holds weight. You know his yeah, last name hold lot. his last name holds weight. So, um, <clears throat> and people like me are still gonna be like, oh, maybe he'll get his shit together. I'm not saying the Chavez Jr. is one of the best fighters in the world, but uh-huh. he's entertaining to watch. Like you just said, right? Now. I think I'm just yeah. repeating what you said. He's he's entertaining okay. to watch. So we'll see what happens. So I couldn't find the audio clip, but okay, we're gonna go into. Recapping last Saturday last week's fight, so we're gonna start off with Devin Haney his fight. <clears throat> god damn, my bad, I'm sorry. We're gonna go devin Haney's fight against oh my god, what was his name?
1: I forgot but he did a fine job, David Haney, man. He tuned that, that
0: kid up bad. Yep. Uh Devin Haney Fuck where's his fight? See this is what guys was on This is why I don't prepare myself too much.
1: But as you could look for that, yeah, I did see that fight. I saw it the next day. It was on Friday, I believe. Mm -hmm. I didn't didn't really catch it. So I saw it on Saturday, I believe. Saturday or or Sunday morning, I saw that fight. Because everyone was really talking about it. They kept talking about the performance. So I saw it. I see what everyone was saying. My God, that guy, he was pressuring him. Uh, He looked slick. He looked really sharp. Um, So I can see why everyone was, was talking about this kid. But, you know, the kid's young, so... You know, everyone is doing the comparison. The guy, you know, he looked he looked like he reminded me of Floyd. I kept hearing that a lot. I'm just like, let the kid, you know, just let the kid let it be. Let him be himself.
0: No, no, no. Don't, don't, um, Sergio Moore would say that, but uh, the other commentators, Brian Kenny, and the other, were like, he looks like Sugar Ray Leonard. He fights like Leonard. Another comparison. People say he, he fights like Leonard. I keep hearing that too. Um,
1: he fights like Leonard.
0: Mr. Liu will say that he fights like Leonard, so I don't know, I don't know about that. I keep telling him to stop drinking, so. Um, yeah,
1: stop hitting the fucking pipe,
0: man. Yeah. He'll probably say, "Motherfucker, I don't hit the pipe." Um, <laughs> he fought a guy named Abdul Abdu- Abdulov Abdulov. So Haynie versus Abdulov was last Friday at the Hulu Abdu-Lav Theater. Amangala. At the stupid, <laughs> at the at the theater, and yeah, I, I agree. I think. He looked good. This is, is the, another showing. Look sharp. He looked sharp. He looked, like, he looked like he needed to make a statement, and he did. And I'm people are like, well, who did he fight? He didn't fight nobody. I don't know that guy's name. Hey, he looked good. He's starting to show that level where these guys should not be with him in the ring. Because someone's going to get hurt. Type level. I think if this, um, this fight... Proved anything is that you need to step up his competition because you can't feed him those guys anymore. Because look what happened—he, that guy, that guy had to stop fighting, stop the fight himself in his corner because he fractured his orbital bone. Yep. You know that. You know the guy wasn't a slouch. The guy came to win. The guy came to fight, and he came. He tried to win. The guy, you know, Haney was just too fast, too accurate, too. You know, you couldn't touch him. He was too good that night. Let's, be, let's just paint, paint it overall. He was too good that night, but you oh. saw the difference in class with Devin Haney, and the, and you saw his and you saw what happened. The guy got hurt. So if I'm Eddie Hearn, I'm not gonna say let's put him against Lomachenko right away. I wouldn't put him against Lomachenko. I said this last week against Mr. Lou. The the lightweight division in the next two years is gonna be the most um, is gonna be the most talented division in the world right now. Because you gotta have a bunch of young killers trying to prove themselves. Uh-huh. Devin Haney just proved like this pride this past Friday, why he's a major threat and possibly the future of boxing. Teofima Lopez fights in December, and will try to stake his claim as one of the best fighters in the world right now at lightweight. Ryan Garcia didn't fight, but we'll go into that one later. Tank Davis uh-huh. is moving up in weight; he's gonna prove to be. Maybe one of the most big heavy hitters in the division. Right around, right behind him is gonna be guys like Devin Farmer, and JoJo Diaz. Next, they're gonna go right behind him. Like I said, in the next two years, you're gonna see a talent-filled division full of fucking killers. And Devin Haney just proved that he is gonna be in there. I think the kids are good. I don't know. I don't know if you agree with me. Agree with me, B Ray. But the kids are good. I. The kid is talented. He's he looks like he has a get head on his shoulders. He listens to his coaches. I you know, he's He'd always suffered. So far. Yeah. He's so yeah. he's improving fight by fight. Mm-hmm. And on the world stage, he's starting to show why you need you need to see him. Why why he's the next big why he'll be the next big thing. Um, but after after the fight, Devin Haney went on and said that he has a new uh-huh. nickname for Lomachenko. He, it's no Machenko because he don't no want to fight me. Uh-huh. What were your thoughts on that?
1: Um, hey, you know what? You know, who, how many people are recalling this guy? I just loved it. I just thought that, that that just shows right there how confidence almost every fighter has within themselves wanting a shot at Lomachenko. The kid's hungry. The kid's hungry, and he feels like there's nobody that will get in that competition with Lomachenko. Bring me Lomachenko now. Or, it's, or he's just no Machenko.
0: If you're no Machenko, do you wanna fight him?
1: <laughs> uh if I'm them, they'll probably gonna be like, well, who the fuck are you? Right now he's collecting right now he's like what, the Thor? I'm so yeah, Danus of uh, the damn division. Right now he's just going I don't know who the fuck is he? I'm collecting the belts here.
0: I'm in yeah, I'm in the belt. I'm in the belt collecting business right now. Exactly. You... I'm like, Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you're just an interim champ. You wait your <laughs> fucking turn. Um, do you think that fight? I mean, I don't think that fight happens anytime.
1: I don't think it happens, nope.
0: I mean, I unless, like, unless the zone's willing to throw a lot of fucking money at him
1: Unless it's the but, only way uh, to throw it. I don't, it, I don't I, know. That's not, not going to happen right now. Right now, for Lomachenko, I believe uh, whoever has another belt, that's the person next in line. I'm not sure who that is.
0: Well, that's where, um, that's where um, the zone was talking about. Because they asked him, what are the possibilities of him fighting Lomachenko? And I, I forget the guy's name. Um, Chris Maddox. There we go. And he said, none. I don't think Lomachenko would want to fight him. Not because I don't think he's afraid. It's because Lomachenko has other things pending that he wants to do. Right now, he's, and we just said right now, in the belt collection business. He just collected his third belt. He needs one more. Which is the IBF which is being fought by Teofimo Lopez and Richard Comey in December. He wins that, he becomes the Undisputed Champion. Lomachenko has been very open and verbal about him moving down to 130 pounds. If he does that, and again, this is a Chris Maddox, if he does that, that opens up the belts, that opens up Devin Haney to get himself a belt, that opens up Ryan Garcia to get himself a belt, that opens up the division for it to collect the belts again. And like I said, in the next year or two, you're going to see a talent field pool full of killers. Yep. Do you think that's accurate, that Lomachenko will collect the belts and move to 130, or will Lomachenko, who I believe is always looking for a challenge, will try to keep that and say, hey, someone come take this belt from me. Someone come take all these belts away from me.
1: I was about to say, I hope he does have that, uh, <coughs> that mentality. I hope that he does it when he collects all the belts. I hope that's it for him. And mm. he goes on to the next challenge, on to the next weight class.
0: So Wait, I do hope that... What weight class is there? We know 140 uh, is too big. We both have agreed.
1: And Bob Ever has been saying that too. Yes, he's been saying oh, it's too big for him. Where does he go? I don't know if I'm saying, to tell Bob around, fuck you, I'm moving to 140. He can do that. Or, like you or like said, or he can be like, all right, I got all the belts. Who wants to take it for me? Who wants to dethrone me? Which I hope he, he does
0: that. I hope he does really, I, does, really I think, does that but. I think he stays in, I think he stays at the at 135. I think he'll be more like, okay, come someone come take these belts away from me. hmm But is Bob Aaron <laughs> gonna wanna play nice?
1: Exactly. Does he wanna play nice with you know guys like Eddie Hearn with Al Heyman, which I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, Oscar Deloya. Does he wanna play with the other kids? Oh my bad. And now we're and that's we're back to square one. Yeah, exactly. Not even the square. There's no fucking board on the table. So we'll wait and see. Um, but Devin Haney did a great job. Um I had it I had it going probably mid round before he stopped him. That was something Mr. Lou said he was gonna do. Um on to the next fight. Uh, on Saturday night at the Stuff Hub Center, I still call it the Stuff Hub Center, yes, folks, even though it's the... Me too. Tig-dee-dee. I actually call it the
1: Home Depot Center.
0: Thank way. you. Or Hummus, or Lugus, whatever it's being called this month. Yeah. Um, Jaime Mugia defended his WBO Super Welterweight Championship of the World against Paul Otelli. I had this going the distance and thinking that it was going to go the distance because with... Jaime Mugia, you just don't know anymore. After the Dennis Hogan fight, wow. I've kind of lost a little bit of, of uh of, what can I say? I've lost faith in this kid. Because if you got, if you let a guy like Devin, down um, Dennis Hogan, no disrespect to Dennis Hogan, if you're listening, if you got, if you let Dennis Hogan beat you, then I don't know if you deserve to be the champ. And Dennis yeah. Hogan did beat him. He did actually. So I He's thought, that phone and I felt. Again. And I felt that Dennis Hogan laid the blueprint on how to thwart Jaime Munguia for twelve rounds. So I felt, okay, well, this kid, you know, he's moving up in weight, you know, he was, he's recently, he's he's new to the division. Let's be, let's say that he's new to 154. He has legs on him. He can bounce. Stiff, you know, stiff fighter. But I think if I'm his team, we look at the Dennis Hogan fight again and again and again, and and I say. And then I think Mungia will still make the same mistakes. He'll just follow you and bum rush you and try to pin you and try to and try to throw those hooks that you can see two weeks from today. And he'll still end up winning a decision. And I thought he was going to win by split decision. That was kind of my prediction for that fight. Boy, was I wrong. But <laughs> was I wrong because it was being advertised? Well, Jaime Mungia is back, but not only is he back, he's here with. Former four-division world champion, El Terrible, Eric Morales, Brian. Did that even give you the, like, I'm excited to watch this type of fight? Or were you like, "Eh, let's see what this, let's see what this new trainer has been able to do with him?
1: It it was, of course, it was was curious, I was curious on that, like, what this new trainer was going to bring. Even though, I remember you texted me, I still, I did have a feeling like, this seems like a, a showcase fight, but man, that didn't seem like it. The first what, couple rounds? I was like, Holy shit, this is all over again with Dennis Hogan.
0: The first round, the first round, I'm like, Oh, he's starting to do it. He's starting to bounce on his feet, Damn. he's starting to like faint him, he's starting to move him, he's starting to do Damn. things to him. And
1: I was like, Not looking
0: good for hype, and I said, Mung- not looking good. And Mungia's just following him around, yep. he's swinging wildly. I like what you said, too, because we were texting each other. We were watching this fight,
1: and you said something about, like, God damn, I can see it's punching a mile away.
0: <laughs> oh, like, he was just cocking low. He was cock and loaded to throw those punches, and I was like, what the yeah, fuck? He, I don't, don't Like You
1: saw that coming, yeah.
0: <clears throat> I like doing that. I, think we, I was thinking about it. I think we should do something like that. Like, when we're not doing anything on a Saturday, just, you know, you get on the zone, I get on the zone, let's get on the mic, let's drop something, you know, watch these type of fights. I think that's not a bad idea, me and you, to do it. It's like a special episode. It doesn't have to be a big fight, like Fight Talk. Just, you know, you know, just bro yeah, talk. I you. Yeah. Just bro talk. Yeah. I well, like that, because I was, I was reading the text messages, and I'm like, oh, this could have been a fucking good episode if we're both at it. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. But, uh. Hey, right. <laughs> so, Jaime Munguia wins, of course. He, was he got the job done. He got yeah. the job done. Well... You're gonna get the job done when you outweigh, and I told you, if you get the job <laughs> done when you outweigh guys by 20, 30 pounds overnight. Um, how impressed were you on this fight, Brian? Did you, see any imp- did you see any improvements? Did having Eric Morales in your corner help? Did it help Mugia?
1: I didn't see any improvements, I'm sorry. As much as uh, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of his, I didn't see any improvements, and I kept telling you by a lot of the text messages, He he really needs to work on the flaws because there's no excuse, man. I mean, what's the excuse now? You got to work on them. I know he's young, so I'm just hoping it shouldn't take that long. He's like, what, 22, 23, Mm -hmm. I believe. He's like around there. So I I understand he's young. He's young. He's still learning. But I I just hope to see some improvement pretty soon. But, yeah, I did not like that. I did not like the performance against Dennis Hogan. Performance against – I forgot the guy's name. But, yeah, he, he did not look good. And and apparently
0: this that was his last fight at 154. Apparently, but we'll see in the future. This is my question, and uh, I'm reading this. Yeah. On. I'm reading this off of uh, CB Boxing, and this is from a guy called Breadman Boxing, and he posted this question out there. And um, again, I'm, I saw it on CB Boxing, so shout out to CB Boxing. And it says, "I have a fair question for the boxing media. <laughs> I hear you guys ask Terence Crawford about unifying the belts." against pbc fighters 147 i hear you got and know oh about unifying versus pbc's 147 and charlo about fighting the zones 160 but i never hear anyone ask Mungia about pbc's 154 he's about four handicapped titles defense he's about four handicapped handpicked title defenses <laughs> just curious brian it's true Terrence, I Terrence Crawford is being was is, has always the, the two questions that uh, that Terrence Crawford always gets asked will you fight Spence? And two will you want to unify the welterweight division? For Charlo yep. for Jamal Charlo it's when will you be a champion which he was now and will you fight at the rest of the 160 pound division that have the belts that happen to be on the zone? Jaime Munguia I never hear talks of Mungiu when Heard was champion. Of talks of Mungia versus Heard. I know. Yep. Overall, I never heard no talks of Mungia ever going against anybody the 154 pound division. It was always, "Oh, he's gonna move to middleweight. Him and Canelo's gonna be great." <laughs> uh-huh. What's your take on that? Like, what's your take on this question uh, right here? No, like,
1: I-, I saw that too, and I. I, I agree. I mean, I don't know why I don't see that, but that is something you're right, that everyone should be questioning that. Why isn't everybody, you know, having, you know, pushing Mungia to fight those other guys in 154? I agree. It shouldn't just be one person or two people. It's everybody. It's fucking everyone, man. Why aren't you all fucking fighting each other? Why aren't you all asking for the fight to happen? I don't want to hear what's up to my promoter. Fuck you, you're the fighter. You're the fighter. You want the fight? Make the fight happen.
0: Yeah. Um I don't know if you see if you saw the David, well did you watch any of the fights on the undercard of David Haney versus Abdullah? No, I did not. Okay, that. so if you re if you go watch it again, they might be there. The The Zone did a video of the landscape at 160. And of course they brought up fighters like Danny Jacobs who have said he's Oh, uh, they brought up Canelo, they brought Triple G, they brought Andre. Oh, are you talking about that
1: documentary. Like a small documentary.
0: Yeah, and they brought up Jaime, I saw that, and yes. they brought up Jaime Munguia. Now, Yep. I'm bringing it up because you said the Jaime Munghia has said that this is the last fight 154, which no surprise he can barely make it. Now he barely made it this last fight. Yeah, we talked about this. When, hold do know. We what they mentioned him as a possible opponent at 160 pound against the, the guys like Triple G, Jacobs, Canelo, yep. um, Sounders, yep. Andre. And we've discussed this a couple weeks, a couple months ago, like a couple weeks ago when Canelo Alvarez was looking for an opponent, and um, Mungia's name was brought up. And we said, if Golden Boy is in the business of getting out, if, if Golden Boy is deciding to get out of the Mungia business, you'll feed him, you'll feed, you'll feed Mungia to Canelo, and let Canelo devour him. Yep. Same question here. If Golden Boy wants to cash out on the Mungia business. Do you feed him to fighters like Triple G, who who is more technically sound than a raw than than a raw brute like Mungia? Do you feed? Do you give Mungia if you want out of the Mungia business? Do you give him Billy Joe Sanders? Do you give him Demetrius Andre Do you give him Danny Jacobs? That those are my questions. If because if this fight were to, if if Mungia fought the way he fought against any of these fighters I just mentioned, he would have got pieced up and he would have got dismantled and exposed and probably knocked out by any of these fighters. So, I agree. Munguia moving to 160. Good move or bad move?
1: I, I believe it's a bad move. I felt that he still needed to do a lot at 154, especially clicking the belts. I, I, if I was him, I would have felt like that's my goal right now like all the belts but for him to say the possibility this is my last fight 154 did not like that i not we talked about this after the fight happened we texted i said i don't like that idea i don't
0: well he can't starve himself he's gonna weaken himself and and he's gonna have another dennis hogan type of fight and maybe in and maybe a weight a weight class jumping weight class might be better for him maybe he'll he'll cut the weight more naturally which would give him more time to sharpen his tools with Eric Morales. Again, I don't know. Maybe the eight weeks, ten weeks he uses to cut down. He uses all that time to cut the weight. And maybe now that he moves up to 160, he might not spend so much time cutting the weight, but fine-tuning himself, letting Eric Morales teach him things here and there that are going to get him through tough fights with fighters like Canelo, Triple G, Andre, Saunders, Jacobs. Maybe, maybe that's what it'll, right. maybe that's what it will be,
1: but maybe, but so far I just don't like that idea.
0: I just don't yeah. see it. I don't I I, I liked um Mungia when he blasted um Saddam Ali, but then I feel that fights against Liam Smith, fights against Dennis Hogan kinda were giving us indications that maybe Mungia isn't as good as we thought. And then of course we gave him the benefit of the doubt. Well he's still young, he's still learning when you're at this level, the learning curve is a little. It's a little bit different. The learning curve is a little bit different, I, and I know. I think I um, I heard someone go, "Well, well, Canelo Alvarez wasn't ready when he fought, you know, when he fought Mayweather, and we threw him against Mayweather." Yeah, but that's different, though. We saw something in Canelo. We saw, you know, Canelo's the future of boxing. There's something there. Uh-huh. And when he fought, uh, when he fought um, Mayweather, we said, you know, okay, well. Fuck it, you know he tried to go against. He tried to he tried to shoot at the king. He missed, and he got punished for it. I wouldn't feel the same way if Mungia if they said, "Hey, Canelo versus Mungia," and Canelo pieces this kid up. I'm not gonna sit there and be like, "Well, it just wasn't his time." <laughs> no, I'm gonna be like, "Well, that's what that's what the fuck he gets for trying to fucking think he can fight it at the elite level, man." We just talked about Devin Haney having to step up because guess what? It's dangerous to put Haney against anybody in the lower tier now because he's going to fucking piece these guys up bad because you're going to see the difference of levels now. Well, guess what? Jaime Mugia is a world champion. Put him at 160. You're going to see the fucking difference of levels against each of these fighters. He has a puncher's chance. Yes. Skill-wise, everyone else. It's it's like like playing fucking... uh, it's like playing Fight Night and all your ratings are 100 and you're fighting against a guy that has a power rating of 50 or skill level at 30. Everyone right now at 160 has a skill level better than Jaime Mungia, in my opinion. But you can't force him to stay at 100, uh, 154. He's starving himself. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if anybody's investing in the Mungia stock, you better cash out now, baby. <laughs>
1: Oh, but
0: if it is, it's gonna be ugly for him. Real ugly. Who are you gonna give him? I was I was thinking about when um after we you stop talking, like,
1: like who, who would like you who, give who him in 160? Who his first fight.
0: What's that one first guy? What's that? What's that one Irish fighter with the mustache that got pieced up by fucking David Lemieux? Uh,
1: I believe
0: Gary Spike O'Sullivan. Gary
1: O'Sullivan. Gary O'Sullivan.
0: <laughs> That's not a bad opponent. The,
1: the Pringles guy.
0: <laughs> the Pringles man. Put him against Pringles. That's not a bad opponent. That's not a bad opponent. Um, David Lemieux. If you if you can get David <laughs> Lemieux to cut down in weight, that's not a bad fight. But after that, who else? Who else? Yeah. you get what I'm saying, Bunch like of if we Bunch were, of drivers. and is that even fair? Especially for <laughs> DAZN. Is that even? I mean, zone is good for fighters because they're making their money, but uh, boxing fans aren't getting their boxing their their. Their money's worth by seeing Mugia against cab drivers and Uber drivers or whatever driver or whatever. We're not getting a money's worth here.
1: No, they're not actually. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're like, what the fuck? What are we, wait,
0: wait, wait. Why are we paying this kid for it? Wait, what? Exactly. All right. Let's go into the last one. So this past Saturday night, MGM Grand Las Vegas, Nevada. You had the quote unquote heavyweight lineal champion <laughs> Tyson Fury against Otto Wallen, Otto Wallen, however you pronounce it. Um I had Tyson Fury gonna win late round stoppage. me and Mr. Liu both felt well, he's gonna go he needs to get in a couple rounds, he's gonna go a couple rounds, and it's gonna be a cakewalk. It didn't turn out to be a cakewalk, Brian. What were your thoughts?
1: No. Oh man, I thought it was over when you were sending me these pictures. I thought this shit's oh my god, this shit's fucking over. I go. Do you think god, you sh- do- thrown him?
0: Do you think they should have stopped that fight with that cut? Con-
1: with that cut man I've seen so many fucking fights with people having that bad cut they always ended up you know stopping the fight
0: well it wouldn't have it, so, wouldn't, it wouldn't have benefited Tom Frank and Tyson Fury for that fight to stop
1: exactly I, 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 what's the guy's naming him because he did came back by saying like if that was me oh. they would have stopped it I
0: have a, have, I have the audio right now hold on thank you for reminding me oh
1: okay yeah. hold
0: on There, you go. I got him right here hold on do you think Stop the
1: fight, but I understand why they kept it going because he was a big favorite, to be star and the draw. So they didn't want to stop it, and you know, he kept fighting and he, he was fighting good with the cut. But definitely, if it was some someone else, they probably would have stopped it. If it was the other,
0: I totally agree.
1: I can I, I can agree too. I have a feeling. I, I how do you say it? he has a, he has a right to have that uh, argument to begin that argument. He has the right to feel that way because yeah, it's true.
0: That cut was severe.
1: It was really bad.
0: I'm looking at pictures. It was. Th- I mean, this cut wasn't as bad as Vitalik Klitschko versus Lennox oh. Lewis, but... Almost close. Almost close. <sighs> Look.
1: Ooh, that was a bad one for Klitschko. Really
0: it was a bad one. Look, Tyson Fury, did, did he underestimate Arnold Wallen? Possibly. I'm, possibly. possibly. Possibly, but like I keep saying, I mean, I had it. I had thought Kaisen Fury was going to win easily because who he was fighting. But at the same time, Mr. Lou brought it up. This is the heavyweight division. Anything can happen. Buster Douglas shocked the world, and he was the greatest underdog in boxing and yep. heavyweight boxing. So he can do it. Auto Wall and Waller can do it. I didn't believe it until I saw the fight. Now, my question is well, we both we just both say you underestimated him so my other question would be as playing advocate devil's advocate or do you believe that tyson fury is diminishing because deontay wilder came out and said where is the comment from deontay. deontay wilder on tyson fury said anyone saw that fight this fight will if anyone anyone that saw this fight will understand slash recognize he's not the same fighter. But this is what I do to them. I end careers. He's not the same fighter at all. I took something. He's done, <laughs> and I can't wait. What were your thoughts on that, Birin? Oh, man. Do you believe that? Do you do believe that? Win. Because we both think, we just both said he underestimated Wallen. Mm-hmm. Fury, I mean, Fury, I mean Wilder saying, I took something from that motherfucker when I undertake his ass in the 12th round. And I think that, uh huh. And I, be- I believe it because. You would not be taking these two, you wouldn't be taking two fucking soft fights after the fight that you won.
1: That you won, Uh uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Your take.
1: Except except I remember in the beginning, I believe you did say that this kind of sort of diminishes. For me, it kind of did diminish uh, for the rematch. I want to be too exciting about it because that just, to me, it gives me confidence. Like, oh, fuck, fucking Wilder got him. Wilder got him. That's just my opinion. I, think... I don't know if it was, just, it was just a bad night for Tyson Fury, but so far, uh, I don't see Fury uh, having good momentum and going into against uh, Deontay Wilder. I know we <laughs> haven't seen this fight yet with, with Victor Ortiz. Yeah, you want to say that? Yes,
0: it was. it was. It was.
1: <laughs> I know we haven't seen that, but this is what, how it looked like now. This is how it looks like now. It does not look good for Tyson Fury. That might all change when we see Wilder's fight against Ortiz.
0: Did I think well, you're right, I said this I, I said this fight is diminished and I think I don't explain I didn't explain myself so I wanted to explain it right now. Yeah. To you and right now the audience who just heard it, why I think this fight is diminished. Because Brian just um B Ray just alluded just said right now. He this wasn't the best way. If if we're gonna remember Tyson Fury come next year, we're all gonna remember the cut. We're all gonna remember him having to battle a bad cut, getting slapped around the ring for twelve rounds. We're all going to remember that. Unless Deontay Wilder has a bad night against uh, Luis Ortiz. Then we're going to forget about it. And the fight's interesting again. But if Wilder does what he did to Ortiz the last time. And does it in shorter time. Then yes, the fight gets diminished. Because you know why? Because if Wilder goes into into February. And in the rematch against Fury. And beats Fury up. And let's say TKOs or knocks him out. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever happens. And he does that. They're gonna say that Tyson Fury was never the same. That Tyson Fury was maybe never really that good, and then maybe or that Tyson Fury only hit his peak in the first fight, and that we fear that Wilder took something away from him. And we should have saw that coming when he fought guys like, you know, um, when he fought guys like Otto Wallen and the other guy. Mm-hmm. We should have saw it coming, and I feel that they're gonna they're going to take away credit from Wilder for doing that. And again, this is only if Wilder demolishes Ortiz and then goes into February and demolishes Fury. I think that that's what it is. It diminishes it because the way Fury looked and we still got away where Wilder looks like and it is fine. But if he looks good and he goes into February and he gets the job done, I feel that the, his credit will be diminished because of that. Cause then people are going to, people are always going to find the excuse. well, Fury fury was never the same well, could we I mean fury fought two bums before he fought him Come on, what do we expect? you get me yeah, I think that's what I that's what I meant to say as I think this fight's diminished, but it's all it's all stands on the on what on what happens November 14th I think it's November 14th against wilder something like that Ortiz. Yeah. It, so we stand to wait though because if this go, let's say Ortiz gives Wilder a hard time then I think people are going to forget about the cut they're going to worry about Wilder looking like crap against Ortiz but if he goes if he gets past Ortiz quick people are going to remember that fucking Wallen uh, Wallen fight and say well Fury didn't look good Fury didn't look good
1: I agree yeah you're
0: right what were your thoughts on his Mexican hat sombrero oh my god that he's uh he's basically bringing back the Mexican holiday because Canelo abandoned oh my God. him. Oh clown
1: man! I, I saw the uh the messages you know that you uh you know you you all have on, on Instagram with the you know with the rambling guys and the uh, skeleton. <laughs> he just put one emoji of the clown, and that's what it was. He 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 was a clown. What a fucking clown, man!
0: What a clown! I, I thought I, I,
1: what a fucking clown! I thought that was a bit too much. All right, speaking Spanish and all that, kind of funny, but. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't he didn't have to do that that's the, that's the one thing I kept saying he didn't have to do that but obviously it, it didn't sit well with uh, with Andy Ruiz but I felt that that was not necessary for it he didn't have to do that but of course it's Fury. he has to put on a show
0: what was your so Andy Ruiz felt kind of not disrespected but kind of felt like what the fuck you're not Mexican you shouldn't represent yeah, my raza huh? and all this crap and Tyson Fury spent the whole week talking about... And that guy spoke with Mr. Lou. He talked bad about every fucking guy in the division. He talked bad about Wilder. He talked bad about Joshua, Ruiz, uh, Ruiz, Ortiz. He talked bad about everybody. And just like the comment I just said right now about uh, what Wilder had to say about this this fight, Andy Ruiz also dimed in and said, After that performance, there's no way he beats me with one hand tied behind his back. (laughs) What... Are your thoughts on that? Because Brian, he the, Tyson Fury is claiming to be the best heavyweight in the world, the greatest yeah, yeah, heavyweight of the he world. He can beat, him. he can beat up. He, uh, let me read, let me read his comments. Because I, I said this last week with Mister Lou, so I'm gonna read it real quick to you. Because you weren't, I didn't hear it. So he said, Deontay Wilder, quote, limited boxing ability, but it makes up with all that power. Yeah, I think I saw that yeah. Anthony Joshua, just a big bum. He eats right hands for fun. Luis Ortiz. He's 147 years old. I think he may have been good 30 years ago. And Andy Ruiz. Just an average boxer. Hand speed doesn't just cut it. These were the comments he was saying leading up to his fight with Otto Wallen. And he he did it in his last line where he spoke all that shit. This isn't new. This isn't like people, oh, he was distracted, he was distracted. he wasn't distracted.
1: Wait, wait, Tyson Ferry was distracted?
0: Yeah, that cause those are the comments I keep hearing. Who's what? Worrying about worrying about everyone else talking, oh you know, you know, I can beat these men behind my back and all that crap. <laughs> it's just a bullshit
1: excuse.
0: I don't think it was an excuse. He did it in his last fight and you guys didn't say shit. At best you were like, oh my god, look at him. Look how he looked. Well, look what he did to this guy. Tyson, this, I, I, this didn't look good for Tyson Fury to me, in my opinion. It, it did, did not
1: look at all. It, it really did not. And to, I feel like there's no excuse. He, I think that the guy, he was there. He did his best to dethrone him. You know what? He his, can tell, man, that was his mission.
0: You know what his dad said? Tyson Fury's what? dad said? That if Tyson also Fury would have fought Wilder, Joshua, Ruiz, Ortiz like this, he would have fucking lost.
1: <laughs> damn. <laughs> that he
0: that he needs to cut the shit. Wow. And he said that. The, the Fury's, sure he dad said he, Fury's dad said he. Fury's dad said you need to cut the shit and get your shit together, son. Wow. Because the performances like that are gonna get your ass knocked out. Wow. Well. God damn. Here's one thing though that Fury did say. Well, sorry,
1: sorry, I missed that. Yeah, Could you worse. say it? To- Shut up. I uh, next
0: he wants Deontay Wilder next now <laughs> of course <laughs> now I spoke about this with Mr Lou I think last week Fury has said that he has heard rumblings that if Andy Ruiz beats Anthony Joshua in Saudi Arabia, Deontay Wilder might pull out of his fight with uh, Tyson Fury and go oh, and yeah. go after Ruiz. And if he does that, he'll fucking sue his ass. Damn. b Damn. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Fury's like, fuck that. I'm not being robbed with that big money. I want to fight you next. Well, That's well, what I'm getting. But
0: wouldn't that fight even be better? Like, look.
1: Right? For the undisputed heavyweight title of the world, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Exactly, but no, fear is not looking that way. Fear is like, no, I, I, I should be next. I should be next. I should get the big, you know, pay cut. That should be
0: pay paycheck, not pay cut.
1: Yeah, paycheck, whatever <laughs> paycheck. I should get that fucking fight because I'm gonna beat you, and then I'll be beating Andy Ruiz or whoever who wins that fight against it with Joshua.
0: Okay.
1: And I agree. If I was him, be like, okay, go ahead, go right ahead. Then I'll fight the winner, and I'll show that I am the lineal heavyweight champion of the world.
0: There was a question. What is the lineal heavyweight champion of the world? <laughs> wait, what is or who is? No, what is the lineal heavyweight champion of the world? Well, wait, I, wait, I, I what forgot what who. I, I forgot who asked that. I'm like, what the fuck?
1: What is? Well, you know what? The last time I saw something like that, I saw uh, Joe Rogan talk to uh, Kelly Pavlik, and They're talking about the lineal title. Now, the last time someone talked about that, I believe Kelly Pavlik said that that title means, represents that you are the champion of that division.
0: Yeah, but That's you hadn't fought in how long the division moved exactly. on, shouldn't, shouldn't like, someone like Joshua have gone in that? I agree.
1: Because you're right, yeah. Should have gone to Joshua, but <clears> because <throat> Fury was not available, they felt like it didn't count.
0: Oh, well. We'll see what happens, but the heavyweight division well, is always entertaining. All right. All right. Last topic. Um, we saved this for last because the, the we were gonna talk about this to a point where we're gonna we were gonna conclude what was gonna happen next, but these okay. guys didn't allow us to. We found out what happened like two hours ago. So last Saturday night on the Mongolia Auto um, Way fight um, on the undercard at the co-main event, it was supposed to be Ryan Garcia versus Avery Sparrow. Avery Sparrow. Um, From the looks of it, was uh, a couple days before the weigh-in had been arrested by U.S. Marshals, and the fight was called off. Of course, a replacement for Ryan Garcia was was being looked at, and it didn't happen. This is uh, from Mike Carpenter, and I'm reading everything in the development going into this last Saturday. And it said, Mike Carpenter put, Ryan Garcia's team is very disappointed, issue wasn't resolved, and no replacement opponent was secured, considering Golden Boy knew since Wednesday... Hey, what the hell? That Avery Sparrow was in a serious legal battle, legal trouble that jeopardized the bout. Garcia is livid with Golden Boy after an eight-week training camp wasted. So, B Ray, Ryan Garcia was told you're gonna fight Avery Sparrow. He trained up in San Diego with the Chap with the Reynosos for eight weeks. Yep. <laughs> Wednesday, three days, two days before the two days before the weigh-in. Avery Sparrow gets arrested, and Golden Boy is aware of this, and doesn't tell Ryan Garcia anything. Talk about- <laughs> how fucked up is that? <laughs>
1: to to, to me, talk about miscommunication. <laughs> talk about a fucking miscommunication right
0: there. And again, this is how live. This is how mad Ryan Garcia was. He was on Twitter saying, "I did my job. They really put that shit on there to cover shit. You can't make this shit up." Uh-huh. Hey, what's that noise? There's a lot of noise in the background. Oh, we're, we're going to do a spontaneous episode, so I got to right now pick up my uh, what would I say, my mother-in-law to work. So, so, yeah, so if you hear a little bit of background, my apologies. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm cutting, cutting B rays mic just a little bit off so we don't hear a lot of the background noise. When B ray let me know when you're ready to talk a little bit, and I'll pick your volume up a little bit. All right. No problem. All right. So he also says, since things have been put out there, I will clear all lies. Don't fucking lie. Get the table. Um, again, this is all the stuff that was coming out. Um, the reason it came out because, hold on, let me keep going. Um, so this is because Eric Gomez put, I want to clarify my previous quote. Team Garcia, not Ryan, declined the Duna fight. Since the trainer believed Duna was a tough opponent to take on in 24-hour notice. Now, they found an opponent for him. And it was being said by Golden Boy that Ryan said no to the fight because the fighter was, quote-unquote, too tough for him. And Ryan Garcia came out and said, I call bullshit. I never said that. So don't fucking lie. So again, this is starting <laughs> to become a, a beef between in Twitter between Eric Gomez and Ryan Garcia ryan garcia then goes out and makes a public statement on twitter and it says on instagram i am posting to this to clear everything i have no clue that avery had a warrant out for his arrest i was in the dark and had no idea after the weigh-in i had no offer to fight romero dono i sold the tickets my fans are watching the fight because of me which i think and i am grateful but i've been treated like shit." And been given peanuts. I will not continue to let myself get fucked. That in was fake ass. He didn't say in the ass, but thank you. Yes. <laughs> that was fake story out that I that was a fake story that was that I was scared to fight Dono. I I want to fight him to get the to get to the fucking table so we can get this fight on tomorrow night. Let the fight let's get the fight done, or am I still no value at golden boy at make war at Oscar de la Hoya. So this again is on a Friday night, folks, 24 hours before the fight, Ryan Garcia is making it publicly known. I'm wanting to fight him, but pay me money, pay me more money. I'm not scared of him, but let's be honest. I'm the attraction here. And no, a lot of people came to see me fight. So pay me my fucking money. The Golden Boy still didn't do it, <clears throat> <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking for more of those quotes right now. Give me a second. I'm, I'm going through all this thread that me and we were going the, through. The, the I'm,
1: I'm, be, this is funny to me, by the way. I can't wait till we get to the conclusion of it because it's just it's a funny ending to me. I feel like the way it ended was just fucking hilarious because this looked like that you know they were gonna you know throw blows whatever in the office and someone ended up with a black eye, and someone was going to get fired, released, but, um, you know. Okay,
0: so... It just did not end up like that. So, at the end, at the end, Ryan Garcia did not end up fighting on fucking, on Saturday night. He didn't fight. Uh, He didn't end up fighting. fighting. He did a press conference in which his lawyer, his dad, and his mom told the, told media they were, were willing to show up and listen, said, look, I didn't know about avery sparrow i didn't know they didn't tell us nothing until friday they told me do you want to fight romero dunn and we said yeah but you gotta pay me a little bit more they uh, the reporters asked them how much money they both said the um, the lawyer or our prom- manager both said and ryan said it wasn't a lot where well, we weren't asking for a million dollars we were just asking for a little bit about pay bump they said no so we said "Fuck you we left He's come out and said, they've been treating me like shit. They don't believe in me. Now, while this was happening, De La Hoya went on the zone with, I forgot who the reporter was, and they asked him, What are your thoughts on Ryan Garcia saying that he was not scared of Ryan Delahoya De La Hoya came out and did it, and then came out and said, Well, look, when you're young and you're impressionable and you're letting people talk, talk your ear off and say that you're the best fighter because you got all these followers. You know this is what happens. He basically Delahoya saying he shot, that Ryan Garcia fucked himself out of a fight. That it, we had the fight ready. He should have just taken the fight, but because he's letting people talk to him and tell him that he's worth more than he really is, he fucked himself out of a fight. That he fucked the fans. That was that's what I took from Delahoya's thing. That he was telling people that no, Ryan fucked you guys and fucked himself out of a fight. We had the fight ready. He just didn't want to take it. Because he's too busy listening to everyone else tell him what the fuck, what the fuck yep. he should do, who he should be, all this. This is all happening Saturday. That's what the
1: lawyer is trying to say. That was his, uh,
0: his, what's that word? Like his defense. Yes. Again, folks, you might hear background noise. Mister B Ray is doing a spontaneous thing. He's picking up his mother-in-law, so giving you guys a quick heads up. You might hear a car in the background, so I am lowering B Ray's volume. And B Ray, you gotta warn me when you wanna talk. Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay, so two days ago, Delahoya went on went on uh, on an interview and, and like said, I
1: said it, it seemed it, it seemed like that it was going to to really end. I'm sorry, I really thought he was going to leave, but what we saw just a couple of hours ago just cracked me up.
0: So I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. So two days ago, Jolla did an interview and he said he's not my best young fighter. No, maybe next to Virgil, Virgil Ortiz, Virgil Virgil Ortiz is the real deal. Ryan is a very unique sit in a very unique situation because his social media following, the fact that he has so many followers is great, but it hasn't transcended over to boxing. It just hasn't. That's the bottom line. So how do we do, do, we do that? He has to win a world title. And who knows how to get him there? I do. Don't listen to all these voices in your ear telling you, hey, you have 3 million followers. You're supposed to be getting paid this much. Don't listen to them. Just trust the process and you will get there. Ryan Garcia shot back and said, Oscar, if you don't believe in my talents, then you can release me elsewhere. Point blank, period. If you do, then come talk to me. Please no more press or public bashings ryan garcia came out. continue going i want everyone to know that i didn't just start fighting i've been fighting since i was seven years old i was fifth i was a 15 national champion i was a, i was a 15 i'm assuming, I'm assuming he's meant to say a 15 time national champion and made the u.s team at 17 i wanted to go to the olympics but my family needed my help and then decided to go pro and i went to mexico I was young to fight in the U.S. I fought the rest of the amateurs and beat the best. The names you hear now, I beat regardless of what people say of my ta- abilities. I've always had to prove myself. Everyone else, ever since I was young. So basically, he's out here talking about this. Now here's the last part. I, see so he goes. I've always proved, I've always proven people wrong, and I will continue to do so. I am grateful for my fans and always, and will always fight. In every aspect, coach Eddie Reynoso believes in me. He is seen and is with his own eyes. I'm getting better, and I want to show the world I'm capable of being a champ. Now, all these Twitter comments, Canelo Alvarez retweeted on Brian. Yeah, so Brian is looking for the conclusion here. Am I getting that? And I'm getting to this conclusion right now <laughs> yeah, because totally, again. Uh, Delahoy and Ryan Garcia have been going at it since Saturday night, since Friday night, I'm sorry, going at it with Ryan Garcia saying, I'm worth more, pay me more, Delahoy saying, no, you're not, just because you have followers, you're not worth shit. In fact, I have better fighters better than you that are worth more. And Ryan is saying, I'm worth more. All the fighters that you're saying are better than me, I beat them before in the amateurs, I've proven myself to be a, ch- uh, a good fighter and I've, I can prove myself to be a champ. Just give me the fights and pay me what I'm fucking worth. And I'm summing them up here to you guys. So again, I'm, and me and b rare are just, are just, uh are are attacking each other going, what the fuck's gonna happen? And before this show started, me and B-Ray were gonna conclude what we think was gonna happen. My, and um, before I give out what actually did happen, this is my conclusion. I said that Ryan Garcia was gonna try to get out of his contract with Golden Boy Promotion because this now is strike two, because if you don't remember, Ray, he was complaining about that he had to do all the promotion for his shit on social media, that he had no help from Golden Boy when he main evented his own card. That was, and he said that, and then he said that guys like Eric Gomez and the matchmakers at Golden Boy were trying to fuck him over, and now this, this was strike two. I felt that he was gonna try to get out of his contract and he was gonna try to negotiate. With either top rank, match room, shit, even PBC, who knows? That's what I thought. I thought we're gonna see, we're gonna see Rangers here trying to get out of his contract. Better That's yet, I thought so too. better yet, I thought maybe that he was gonna try to buy his contract out and let Canelo run it, and because Canelo has what Canelo promotions, I thought he was yeah, gonna, he I thought he was gonna join Canelo promotions. That was that my I theory. So, so, is that what you thought, or did you want to go into more details of what you thought was gonna happen?
1: No, I, that's pretty much what I thought. I thought he was going to leave and either go to matchroom boxing or I uh, ended up with uh, was just with Canelo's promotion. So I thought that's what it
0: looked like I was headed to. So me, you just heard it right now. We both thought he was going to leave. Well, folks, the wait is over. The suspense is over. Brian Garcia just tweeted um, just Instagram two hours ago and said, My team and I just negotiated one of the most lucrative deals in history for a boxing prospect. All is well now, and it's time to make history. First stop, Vegas. I will battle against Dunham as the coming event on the Canelo versus Kovalev. Believe, me, believe in your dreams and vision, and work like no tomorrow. Thank you for the fans and my team at Oscar De La Hoya at Golden Boy. He patched it up with Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya. There's a video of him shaking hands and laughing fakely <laughs> with the Golden Boy.
1: L- uh, l- let me I
0: read. Said. Let me read your comment. <laughs> let me read your comment. So this is what B Ray had to say. So I put, I sent, I DM B Ray what Ryan Garcia did, and B Ray puts laughing my ass off. This is classic. <laughs> this is what Brian. This is what B Ray put. Ryan was all fuck you, man, and Oscar comes back and says I'll give you a shitload of money. Ryan Garcia says, money. That's basically summing up what just happened. <laughs> That's exactly what just happened.
1: Tell me that that not just happened. There was a classic. of, of that happened. Fuck you, man. I love you. No, no. Fuck you. I needed this much money. All
0: like right, I love you, Oscar. What just happened? That's What just happened? Now, this is my thing. Doesn't that make Oscar look dumb? Because didn't Oscar just go two days ago talking about more? Well, he's not the most talented fighter he's in the world.
1: He's not talented. Exactly. He said
0: that. He's not talented. I got way better talent out here. Just because he has 3 million followers don't mean shit. Exactly. Didn't he just say
1: that? Did he just say, yeah, exactly.
0: I, I know what I know how to make world champions. He should be grateful what I'm doing for him. Two days later, here's a lucrative contract. Sign here. Here's more money. Two days later. Doesn't make just, this is my thing. Why is Oscar, this, this is what I'm saying right now, guys. Why is Oscar De La Hoya fronting? Oscar needs Ryan Garcia. Cuz I don't know if pe- I don't know if people are aware. But you know what makes up uh, what makes up Golden Boy Promotions money? 90% of, uh, of the Golden Boy's profit comes from Canelo Alvarez. 90 get both folks folks. Sorry. 90% of Golden Boy's profit is made up by Canelo alvarez their biggest star if canelo loses so does golden boy promotions who's next in line to be their big star virgil ortiz is a good fighter don't get me wrong real good fighter but ryan garcia is the next is their next star they're looking at they know it ryan knows it and all ryan wanted to do is get that fucking money Pay me my money, man. You got Tank, da- you got Tank Davis making almost a million dollars a fight on Showtime. You got Tiafema Lopez getting all the publicity on ESPN. I fought those guys in the amateurs. You got Devin fucking Haney having a lucrative contract with Matchroom and Zone and main eventing his own fucking cards. I beat him already. On the amateurs, why is everyone around me that I have fun in the amateurs getting paid more than me? That was all that Ryan Garcia was trying to say. How is it that guys like Tank Davis, Tiafima Lopez, um, Devin Haney, guys that he came up the ranks with in the amateurs are getting paid more than him? Now, does having three million followers count as an incentive? No, because maybe Delahoy is right. We're not seeing the fucking. We're not seeing the. We're not seeing the, the benefit of you having three million followers. We're not seeing that. But again, that's what Delahoy is saying. In fact, we don't know. But Ryan Garcia does make a good point, man. Ryan knows that he has Golden Boy over the barrel because again, ninety percent of the profit comes from Canelo Alvarez. So why not treat? Your second biggest talent right now. A fighter that has transcended boxing. Because let's be let's be honest. Ryan Garcia transcends boxing because he's a social media darling. So why not keep that boy happy? Instead, you look like at first he's at first I was like, damn, Oscar's really standing up to him standing up for himself and saying, no, fuck this. You you're the fighter, I'm the promoter, this is how it works. Two days later, comes with a fucking deal from the zone saying, here you go, here's more money. You're you're actually worth what we, you're actually, we're right, you're worth more to us now. At the end of the day, I felt I got Mayweather. When I say I got Mayweather, it was when Mayweather said, I have a big announcement, folks. Tune in this Thursday, I got a big announcement. Oh, we're like, oh my god, he's gonna come back. He's gonna come back and he kept tweet, he kept fucking teasing us and teasing us And then I know where he's a fucking teasing. He he is invested in a sports fucking website <laughs> I was like yeah. motherfucker or when I say Mayweather and right, man when he fought Victor Ortiz, oh, okay we know no hugs and kisses right hugs and kisses wham bam. Thank you, ma'am I'm on the fucking floor knocked out in front of a million people and a thousand people sitting in that fucking arena I got sucker punch. Holy shit ryan garcia Jolla sucker punched me i think this was a publicity stunt by ryan garcia and oscar de la hoya just to get some buzz going for ryan garcia hey you know what man when you put it that way
1: <laughs> that fuck, that could have been their agenda you're right back let's do this let's get more eyes on you let's do this bullshit." you're right that could have happened
0: but we'll never know because boxing is a fucking shady sport like that. It <laughs> is. <laughs> it
1: is. I need to think about
0: that. You're right. I just think. I just think we got bamboozled. I think we got fucked. I think we got. I think we got. We got entertained because of the cheese, man. We got entertained by the drama. Well, I did. I don't know about if the rest of you, but I did. Oh,
1: I really did. And oh, from, I really enjoyed
0: that shit. And for me to be like, they're sitting on a fucking couch and be like, oh brother. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're laughing because they fucking fold everybody in the fucking room. Yeah, we fold you. We fold you. We definitely fucking fold you. We fold you. All oh, you fuckers retweeted everything. <laughs> fucking bitch. <dish. laughs> but yes, burn. That is the conclusion of the Ryan Garcia beef with Golden Boy Promotions. We'll see what happens. I would love to know the details of their lucrative deal. What kind of lucrative deal is it? How much money is he making? I know. Me too. Is is, is he? What is it is it's an exclusive right to the zone is he only going to fight on the zone he's fighting on the know. undercard of canelo that's
1: what they say. That's all, that's all
0: he said yeah so we'll see now we'll see what happens next folks But you you best bet that we're going to talk about it here we're going to criticize it we're going to ramble about it um this is what it's about so um beer i know you're busy but is there anything you want to add before we sign off Just
1: wanna say thanks to our listeners episode Downloading this and you know, again, sorry I missed it last week, but no, I'm very glad that I was able to uh, come in today or you know, do the show today and then do it. So, thank you so much for uh, you know, for downloading for this episode. And I can't wait to do this. We'll do this again
0: next week for sure. We'll be back next week. Um, next week will be the hold on, what next? It's
1: the fight week for Spence Jr. Versus so, Walter.
0: yes, we'll be doing next week, we'll be doing the um prediction episode of Spence versus Porter. Um, I am in talks with Mr. Lou Escalato and Mary, and maybe bringing in Mr. Gary Merchant about doing a fight talk. So we'll keep you guys posted on that one. But other than that, folks, next week we'll be back to recap. Not recap. To do a prediction of Spence versus Porter and talk about other developing news in the boxing world, more heavyweight news, welterweight news, middleweight news, overall boxing news in general. We do thank you guys for joining us. Um, below the description of this episode is all the social media platforms you guys can find us in. Um, other than that thank you very much folks. Um, give us a like give us a give us a thumbs up drop a comment like comment and share this episode and past episodes. We love to hear what you guys think about this show. if there's certain things you guys want us to talk about let us know. Um, don't forget to follow b-ray on b-ray 89. if you like wrestling and boxing he's your guy. Um, Shout out to Corner Boxing and CV Boxing. So Some of the news that we were um, talking about were from them and their sources. Um, Other than that, folks, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekends, and we'll be back next week. Yep. All right. Deuces. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some
1: top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier.
0: My choice.
1: My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com.